On this episode of Ed Scoop's Cutting Edge Podcast from Scoop News Group, making interactive displays even more interactive. This is Ed Scoop's Cutting Edge Podcast. Every other Tuesday, we dive deep with decision makers on what's next in higher education IT and online learning. I'm your host, Jake Williams. At Stevens Institute of Technology, Associate Director of Academic Multimedia Services, Harry Ortiz, and his team have customized video interactive whiteboard displays to be more immersive in an era of online learning and video conferencing. In addition to making them easier to use without keyboards or mice, Ortiz worked with Samsung to help expand the work beyond the New Jersey school. He tells me how it happened and what's on the horizon. So it started during the pandemic. Um, I was working with my engineer, Jesus Candiotti. We were looking for any excuse to get out of the house and found our way back on campus. And um, we found our, our time being spent a lot in our lab. Um, we had a bunch of different products and, and different pieces of technology. And we, in our, in our uh, boredom, we decided, you know, let's try a few things. And uh, so I was just sitting there and I said, you know, it'd be really cool if we could uh, like use the interactive display to like control different video conferencing, you know, platforms and be able to just touch it and make it work without a computer or a keyboard or anything. And it's like a light bulb went on in his head. He said, I think I can do that. I think I could actually make that happen. So I was like, go ahead. So I dared him to do it. And lo and behold, you see him fiddling around behind the display, screwing things in, you know, working on the keyboard and you know, just clapping away and um, says, I think I got it. So I'm like, all right, let's see. And I go up to the display and there it is. You can actually control this, this platform just by touching it on the, uh, this, the Samsung display. And um, I personally hadn't seen this display being used in this way before. You know, it was promoted as really just a digital whiteboard and, and um, you know, it had really cool features by itself, but never, never seen it used in this way. So I reached out to uh, one of my contacts, uh, uh, Integrator um, at Varix, named Doug Asher. I asked him to make an introduction with Samsung. And uh, he introduced me to a gentleman by the name of Ed Jarvis. Uh, we described to him what we did with this product. And uh, he also never seen it used before that way. So he made the introduction to his engineers and it kind of snowballed into Samsung really looking at it and, and you know, wanting to know more of, of not just how we did it, but what we could potentially use it for. And what we saw with it was that it, could really play a, a key part in what we saw coming forward with hybrid and online instruction. Um, because you had a web co conferencing platform, you had a camera, uh, you had all the built-in features that the interactive display already had. Uh, we saw this potentially being used you know, in a new way. I don't think anybody really back in 2020 understood what was coming forward you know, as far as how you use technology in the classroom, but we figured, some part of this will be useful. What we didn't anticipate is how useful and how much it would actually take off. Um, so, you know, we, we built a few carts and the IT division gifted them, quote unquote, to different schools at Stevens. Say, hey, we have this new thing that we're trying out. Um, we're just going to give it to you. Usually we would charge for something like that. So we're just going to give it to you and uh, you let us know what you think, you know, provided some training, you know, overview on how to use everything. And uh, we found that they 
weren't just using it in the way that we anticipated, but they found a bunch of different ways to use it. Um, some professors really just like the whiteboard feature and the, the, the flip features um, with the email and, and you know, simple things like you can use the, any stylus with it. Um, very intuitive, very easy to use. It's plug and play out of the box. Um, but we also found in hybrid instruction, faculty really liked that it gave this immersive experience to students remotely. It gave them the feeling that they were in the room and it helped that it was mobile. At least the first iteration of it was mobile. And, you know, time passed and it just it's something more and more people wanted in some way, shape or form. Even if they didn't want the hybrid and online features to it, they just wanted the interactive display because they found just that alone was very useful to what they were doing. And uh, we've had, since then, people ask for it in their offices. Um, it's really big in lab spaces, student lounges. Um, now we actually have it as part of uh, one of our hybrid packages. We have two different hybrid packages. It's now part of the high-end hybrid package that we offer to, to uh, specific classrooms. And I think one of the coolest parts was that the, the president of the university, Nariman Favardin, um, came and demoed the, the interactive display with all the features and he loved it and he now has it in his office and uses it you know all the time and he's he's a big fan of it and um, so it's really taken off and it's been really useful in a lot of different settings at Stevens I mean it's a university so you think academics first there's a lot of business things that go on here um, that kind of play a background to a university but it's also a crucial part of you know day-to-day -day business operations as well. You, know, you, you hit on something that I think is really unique to higher ed and super, super interesting. And that is sort of that, that more innovative mind to think about things in a different way, right? So this is a product that Samsung sells that, that they say, okay, this is what it's for. Um, and, and you and your team, and then the people that are using this have been able to find new and different uses for it and, and sort of go even beyond the vision of what the product was designed for. I mean, talk a little bit about sort of how that works in, in your mind and how, how unique that university landscape is that allows for something like that. I think a lot of it has to do with the culture of the university itself. Um, you see that a lot in classes I'm also taking grad courses and a lot of the courses are really collaborative. They want you in group work. They want you in a group setting. Um, even things that traditionally would be done individually, they partner you up. And what that does is that it, it puts you in a position where you, you already have that culture instilled in you to work with other people, be collaborative, um, and it's contagious, and it makes you want to work harder. It, you take more pride in what you do. You feel like there's a level of responsibility that you have for the people working alongside you, so you don't want to let them down. Right. Um, what's really great, too, about being at Stevens is it gives you the opportunity to fail. They don't call it failure. They call it a, a chance for an opportunity to learn. Um, so even when something doesn't work, you know that you tried and you could either move forward with something different or you could try to take another crack at it and you're not really penalized for it. You know, it's it's it, it helps with that motivation to try to be innovative. Um it's inspiring. When you're inspired, you tend to inspire other people. And you see that, again, not just academically, but you see that in administration and, and with the staff that work here. Um, so that's, that's a big part of the culture at Stevens. And that's, that's you know, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who doesn't enjoy being here. Um, and that's a big reason why.
your title, you're, you're the associate director of academic multimedia. Uh, when you're when you're thinking about this, right, the displays, how does that fit into the the greater vision for for what you're working on? How do you see the displays, but also academic multimedia in general for you? How do you see that growing and changing into the near future for the rest of this year, for the years to come? I think you know there's a transition now for a few years now, um, going from strictly in person. Um, instruction. Uh, it was always trending that way even before the pandemic, but now it just kind of went at warp speed where either you have to adjust or you're going to fall behind. Um, so now we're looking at, you know, different ways of not just keeping up, but thinking three, four years down the road, especially in technology, you know, it changes so fast. So you can't just keep up anymore. You kind of have to try to stay ahead of the game. Um, so making sure, at least for now, when we are implementing new spaces, not just thinking of what what this technology could be used for now, but three, four years from now, because you can't change out classrooms every year. It's just not fiscally responsible and difficult to do. And so you kind of have to think, okay, this is product, is it gonna hold a life cycle or a lifespan for the next three to five years, right? And if you, do see certain aspects of it that can't, maybe there's something you can add to it. I think that's where the interactive display came in. It's like, yeah, you pull it out of the box and it's a digital whiteboard, but the fact that you were able to add all these other components to it to make it do something entirely different, you know, it was a big game changer for us. We did explore other options and you were locked in. So if you had that product, that was your product for the next five years. With the interactive, with the with the flip, you were you can still kind of tweak it and do different things, and even new iterations of it, um, they they still allow you to do that. So it helps you be innovative, and and you know when you have a quality product, because I do have to think about quality and being cost effective. You know, can't just throw things that cost a lot of money in spaces. It's still a school, but it, it, and you have something that's durable you know, that's a good foundation for a good product. And then on top of that, being able to customize and configure different things and use other technology with this technology. I mean, that's, that's one way to stay ahead of the game. Your role does sit within the IT department. Um, so, you know, tell me a little bit about some of that collaboration between you and, and sort of that more traditional IT side of the house um, to make a project like this successful? I mean, what does that take? How does that work? I think what some people in IT don't know is that they do contribute to this in some way. You know, they're kind of in the background. My group is more client facing, more customer facing. So they see us more. And a lot of IT kind of plays, you know, uh, the background and what they do. But uh, recently we we had a division meeting. And when we first learned about this um you know, this opportunity, I, I took the time to tell everybody, listen, you you all contributed to this. This isn't my team. This is all of us. We all did this. And, um, you know, everything, everybody from systems and networking um, and even client support, you know, everybody in IT in some way plays a part. And that's, again, that's just where we are with technology. 15, 20 years ago, you could build a classroom and it was just everything in the room. You didn't really need outside components, right? Now, as you have you have these products online, they're on the network. That's not my team. That's another team within IT. I need them. 
you know, I need them as much as they need me. And, you know, essentially we're each other's crutch. And, you know, sometimes you have to remind people of that and they're just going through their day to day. And sometimes they, they need somebody to say, hey, look up, notice what you've done. You've done something great. You may not see it every day. You may not get thanked for it every day, but you're doing, you're contributing something that's very important to a really great place. And, you know, I hope that also helps them build a sense of pride and, and realize that you're not just sitting behind a keyboard all day. You're actually doing something that's pretty cool. Harry Ortiz, the Associate Director of Academic Multimedia Services at Stevens Institute of Technology in New Jersey. You can read more about him and the displays at edscoop.com and in links in today's show notes. The Cutting Edge Podcast is available at cuttingedgepodcast.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. This show is a Scoop News Group production. James Mahoney and Carlin Fisher help make it happen and the entire team contributes. Until next time, I'm Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.